When thinking of privacy, a lot of us would argue that decentralized and open source technologies are paving the way for the future, especially when it comes to things like transactions and total net worth. Today, we will learn more about a project that is engineered with focus around Dandelion Protocol, Proof of Stake, Ring CT, ZK Bulletproofs, and most importantly, privacy. In episode two of Verify Crypto, we'll take a deep dive into a project called Ghost. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Verify Crypto. Today, I have a special guest with me from the project called Ghost. His name is Tizzy. How are you doing today, Tizzy? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. So tell me, what is your role with Ghostcoin? Uh, currently, I serve as the project director for Ghost. That's great. And how did you first get into cryptocurrency? I first got into cryptocurrency way back in 2015. My buddy had introduced me to it. And at first, I sort of kind of blew it off as this, a pyramid scheme. Uh, those, those were pretty popular around my area. Uh, given the time, we uh, knew a lot of people that were doing these kind of weird jobs. You know, you can make a hundred thousand in your first month, right? And you just got to get these people to sign up the herbal life sort of thing. So I kind of packaged that together with what was going on because this is my first time hearing about Bitcoin. Uh, but it wasn't until I really sat down one night and gave it another thought and actually read the white paper in detail. And that's when it hit me. Uh, I was able to realize the potential of it. And uh, ever since then, I was hooked. Yeah, I stumbled across Bitcoin myself a little bit after you. And I also uh, didn't take it serious at first until later. I had a layoff from a job and eventually had the time to actually look into Bitcoin. And of course, here I am today, five years later, and still have the same passion for the space as I did when I first started. Now, what led you into Ghostcoin? How did that come about? So I found Ghost uh, in early 2020. I was uh, just pretty much full-time day trading at this point and uh, came across it through one of these you know, groups that I was in where we kind of spun off different projects and we talked about some of the things that we were hoping to accomplish and Ghost was mentioned and uh, I didn't really have a huge you know passion for for privacy at that point you know i was uh, privacy conscientious at the time sure but uh, it wasn't to the extent where i am now uh, so I, I looked into ghost and i believe at the time it was you know uh it was only available on uh, hit btc and so i picked a few up and then started to read the white paper and joined the community and just kind of got my start there that's great. If I remember correctly, Ghost kind of got started with McAfee in, was it 2020, you say? And his role with Ghost, as far as I understand, wasn't too existing other than kind of having his name on it. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people think, you know, they, they see Ghost um, and, and sometimes they'll see Ghost by John McAfee. And they really just think that, you know, John was out here, you know, writing lines of code for hours on end and, you know, really picking out 
how we would move forward, and that's really not the case. John really just kind of served uh, more as an adversarial position for us, uh, if you will, and really his impact was solely limited to really advertising the coin. Uh, John really didn't have a hand in the day-to-day operations. Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know how I learned this. Um, I do, though, follow or have followed John McAfee for some time and do remember when he decided to create Ghost and his intentions were to be a privacy coin. Tell me a little bit how the privacy nature of Ghost. So, right, Ghost is a decentralized anonymous peer-to-peer cash system. And we make use of protocols such as RingCT, uh, Bulletproofs, and Dandelion++. Uh, Bulletproof serves as our zero-knowledge range proofing. Uh, RingCT pretty much serves as our one-stop shop for the confidential transaction protocol. And then you have Dandelion++ that kind of wraps everything all together and serves as that cherry on the top. Which one of those features would you say is most beneficial for privacy, or would they all contribute fairly their own part? Uh, it's difficult to really pick apart which one is you know, really the most beneficial and most crucial to uh, the blockchain because they all are in concert together and serve their purpose. If I had to single one out, it would probably be bulletproofs uh, simply because with confidential transactions, the difficulty here is the zero knowledge aspect. Uh, and in that ability of having zero knowledge is that you have to prove that a sender is sending these funds and thus you also have to prove that these funds are now yours when you receive them. So what Bulletproofs does is it goes in and it prevents against these double spends. I think having that layer there, uh, you know, absolutely serves as that, you know, winner for picking out the one out of the three. Right on. I um, personally am not so tech savvy with those terms when it comes to bulletproofs or confidential transactions and you know the list goes on with other aspects of crypto not just the privacy natures do these things root from other cryptocurrencies like something like monero for example oh they do they do Uh, so ghost and monero are pretty similar in nature uh, if you're looking at it by face value Uh, however we do have our differences Uh, but yeah bulletproofs was implemented in monero back in 2018 i believe uh, during the summer, and when they first introduced Bulletproofs uh, successfully, it reduced their transaction fees by over 96%. And then, of course, Monero is famous for developing the Ring CT protocol as well. Now, uh, this is the actual privacy nature um, that that makes our anonymous transactions work, also in concert with Bulletproofs, of course. Uh, the third one, Dandelion, Dandelion was originally developed for Bitcoin, I believe, in 2017. Uh, However, the developers decided to not move forward with it for whatever reason. Um, So left out, you know, implementing it for future core versions of Bitcoin. Both Monero and Digibyte, and I believe uh, another project, uh, also have Dandelion running in their protocols. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. With Monero, you know, it's CPU mineable. Is Ghost also a CPU coin or how does the validation work? So Monero's consensus method is a proof of work. 
Um, and I think it's safe to say we're all familiar with proof of work. Uh, but Ghost uh, runs on a proof of stake consensus method. Uh, so users will stake their coins to validate and verify uh, transactions on the blockchain and secure the chain. So you have the more users staking, the more secure the blockchain is. Uh, the argument here is that proof of stake is sort of known as a whale consensus and it's easily corruptible because the larger stake you have, you know, the greater network and you control and the greater the chances that you could become a bad actor or act in a malicious way. The same argument could be said for proof of work as well. You gain a large enough hash power, you can also make the chain go Byzantine and act maliciously. So, I, you know, each each consensus method has its uh, benefits and some of its disadvantages. Um, but yeah, the main difference between Monero and Ghost is that uh, Ghost is proof of stake and Monero is proof of work. That is interesting. I do like both consensuses myself. And personally, I'm a fan of masternodes as well. Is there any masternode to Ghost or is there a system like that? So uh, when I joined the early days of Ghost, there were plans to implement masternodes. But being that we had already had a masternode program sort of in place, Ghost Veterans, uh, it was determined that masternodes wouldn't really be beneficial to the blockchain. Uh, so we don't actually have masternodes. However, we do have a you know, masternode reward structure, uh, if you will. So to become a Ghost Veteran, users need to obtain a threshold of 20,000 coins, and that makes you eligible to receive Ghost Veteran rewards. Uh, this doesn't you know, uh, increase the speed at which transactions are validated uh, or any of that nature. So you know, we don't have to roll into the possibilities of, oh, is this now a delegated proof of stake chain? No, it is strictly a proof of stake chain without uh, actual masternodes implemented. So do the validators or the stakers, so to say, do they have a certain collateral or what is the minimum to stake on Ghost? So the minimum amount to stake on Ghost is uh, 0 0.1 Ghost, I believe. It might even be less than that. Um, <laughs> it's been a while since I visited that. Um, I actually want to say it's uh, 0 0.01 Ghost. And then again, uh, as I mentioned, if you want to become a Ghost veteran, the uh, minimum collateral is 20,000 coins. And if you're not a veteran, uh, you can earn around 11% APY. And if you are a veteran, you can earn up to 28% APY. That's great. Awesome. And good to know. So maybe if uh, any of us decide to buy our ghost, then we will definitely be considering those ROIs. With the staking, you know, there's always the thought of 51% attacks being a weak point versus proof of work. Do the bulletproofs, Ring CT, or Dandelion prevent things for a 51% attack to happen? So Ghost essentially leads all the way back to, or traces its roots back, I should say, to Bitcoin, uh, like, like every project, right? Um, so we do share that same 51% uh, attack vulnerability, if you will, uh, but there are protocols in place to prevent such an event from happening. You know, if it's determined that a node is acting maliciously, then all the nodes uh, on the Ghost blockchain will 
uh, act together and ban that node from operating. So you won't be able to broadcast the transaction. Um, and if you gain, you know, even more coins and even try to stake, you will be unable to stake. So you will just be stuck with these coins uh, and you really won't be able to do anything because your node is now malicious, right? You're, you're acting in bad faith and trying to you know, do damage to the blockchain. So it shares the same sentiment that Bitcoin does in its efforts to prevent those attacks. Amazing. Yeah, the aspect of these technologies that can prevent 51 attacks and as blockchain tech proceeds forward, I think we'll see less of that. Obviously, once you become well-established and have a stable network of nodes, then those things become less of a problem over time. Do the ghost veterans act as some sort of governance for the model? So currently we're in our development stage of working on the uh, actual on-chain governance. Uh, however, what we have in place is a ghost veterans sort of uh, governance model. Uh, the veterans will vote on you know, which matters are you know, most pressing at the time. Uh, if we want to decide to go into any direction, spend any funds, uh, whatever it may be, it all goes to a vote to the veterans. That's good. When it comes to governance, then it's kind of uh, the path forward would be the veterans, you would say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for now, for now it is. You know, until we actually are able to uh, hit production with our on-chain governance, as of right now, it's, it lays in the hands of the ghost veterans. Um, and and on-chain governance is something that we really believe is essential, especially for you know, projects that like to claim uh, a great level of decentralization. And it also just makes the chain more transparent. So explain to me this. How is it that the privacy side of transacting work on projects like Ghost, Monero, or Digibyte? And what is it exactly that is different from something like Bitcoin? So with Bitcoin, originally it was just, you know, originally it was anonymous because there was nothing like it. You just had these culmination of uh, letters and numbers and that was your address. And uh, if you weren't running a VPN, then you just had your IP address attached to these transactions that you were broadcasting. However, that has now changed to more of a pseudonymous level. So Bitcoin is not private at all. Uh, there's no, no privacy layers. Uh, I guess you could argue with the implementation of Taproot, there's some level of privacy. But you know, when you really strip down Bitcoin in its entirety, there's nothing private about it at all. And with Ghost, on the other hand, you know, as I mentioned at the start of this, we make use of Ring CT and bulletproofs, as well as Dandelion Plus Plus. That Ring CT protocol is our fundamental privacy layer. And what it does is whenever you broadcast a transaction, it will split up that transaction into a certain number of ring signatures. Uh, and these ring signatures are known as decoys. So you'll have decoy transactions along with your actual transaction. So it helps obfuscate the user from a pool of other nodes, uh, making it nearly impossible, you know, should be impossible to trace that back. Thank you for sharing those details. I don't think uh, I would understand quite how otherwise it's good to get these um, technologies 
out there in the open so that way it's more transparent for the listeners and of course myself do you see ghost being a pillar for privacy and decentralization in the future you know i hope in the future that you know users in this crypto sphere uh, are able to see that you know ghost has done some amazing stuff there's been a lot of work uh, that's gone into our our protocols to ensure that you know privacy is a number one priority. It's a difficult world now to navigate in when all of your information is made public and made available to uh, advertisers, uh, other third-party purchasers of your data. So you know, hopefully, you know, in the coming years, users will see that you know Ghost is is here to stay and its privacy is unmatched and in accordance with decentralization as well you know every every other protocol we aim to include another factor of decentralization uh more recently uh, we had just automated our ghost veteran reward system Uh, initially it was a monthly monthly process that had to be paid out by the team so it was very tedious and time consuming as well but now is 100% decentralized, and those ghost veteran rewards are paid out per block. Uh, it's truly one of the one of the larger feats that uh, we're very proud to have accomplished. That's great. Congrats to doing that as well. When it comes to wallets, do you guys have a core wallet or a web wallet? How does that side of things work? For those that are in the um, that were in the early days of Bitcoin, uh, they might remember uh, the Bitcoin Cutie wallet. And this was just sort of your basic GUI uh, interface for your coin control, coin hosting. You know, you could send and receive and everything like that. Uh, so we do have a Ghost Cutie, um, but we do have a Ghost Core desktop version as well. And this is a, a nice graphic interface. Like the Cutie wallet, you can stake and you can cold stake as well from it. Uh, the other wallets we have, uh, we partnered up with Hebe. And we also have a Telegram bot wallet as well. So you can send, receive, stake, and uh, also send anonymous transactions through the Telegram wallet as well. Uh, on top of all of these as well, of course, we have StateCube. And uh, StateCube is a master node hosting service. So you can keep your coins on StateCube and uh, stake as well. That is very interesting. Thank you for sharing. Is there any other tech side things that you'd like to share with Ghost? Uh, yeah, one that's notable worth mentioning is uh, the Ghost Electrum wallet. You know, we uh, hit production with that this year. And what Ghost Electrum is, is it's a lightweight wallet uh, and it's very fast as well. So a traditional wallet, you know, you'll need to download the entire blockchain and you know, you'll basically need to have it uh, open and running at all times in order to be synced to the chain and be you know up to date on the latest block headers and so forth. What Ghost Electron does is it, uh, it indexes these block headers so that way whenever you boot up your Ghost Electron wallet again, it's already there. You don't have to re-index, you don't have to rescan the entire blockchain. It's already ready for you um, and you're good to go. Uh, the biggest thing for Ghost Electrum for us is it, it solved the usability issue that we were facing. We have uh, we have a very large community that makes use of Android products, and so we were able to develop uh, an app for it, and uh, it's actually available on the Google Play Store now. So 
users can download the Ghost Electrum app and host their coins there and also stake as well. In addition to all that, you know, Ghost Electrum can serve as a plug-in wallet as well as a you know potential uh, third-party addition for hardware wallets, which is something we're actively working on right now. So in the future, you'll be able to keep Ghost on your ledger, uh, your Trezor, and uh, hopefully BitFi as well. That's great. Thank you for sharing. So what is it for Ghost and the tokenomics? Is the supply infinite or is there a max supply? And what is the circulating supply? About 21.1 million coins in circulation. Um, and the max there will ever be is 55 million. Um, I do not know what our annual inflation is. Uh, but I do know that uh, we had just uh, observed our first block emissions reduction, uh, and this is a 5% reduction. So this will now happen uh, every year for the next 44 years. Um, it'll be decreasing by 5%. Very well. And the divisibility factor of crypto kind of makes a finite supply not as finite as many think. I'm on both sides of it. I see the value of an infinite supply and I see the value of a hard capped finite supply. It's always interesting to see which projects decide to go on what direction there. With Ghostcoin and all the stuff going on right now, what is something that users and holders have to look forward to? Yeah, we're busy finishing up our roadmap for 2023, but Probably one of the most exciting things on there is going to be Ghost Chat. And what Ghost Chat is, is a AES-256 encrypted instant messaging chat that will be integrated directly into the wallet. Now, I believe this is going to be a blockchain first um, when it comes to an instant messaging service. Uh, so we're obviously very excited for that. It'll basically be a you know, fully user end-to-end -end encrypted decentralized platform where you can talk. This chat, it will be built into the wallet? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're looking to have it built in directly to the wallet. So, you know, you'll have your various windows or your various options, right? Uh, like many wallets have, you know, whether it's like settings, uh, coin control, uh, your, your staking pools, windows. Uh, this will basically just be another window where you can go in and you'll be able to see your chats uh, enter into a new chat and whatever it may be. That's awesome. So I'd like to speculate with you a little bit here on maybe the UI. Do you think it will be something like a Telegram or like a Discord or like an old school AOL chat room? And how private will it be? It'll be you know pretty similar to uh, a Telegram or a Discord. Uh, users will be able to create chat rooms in there, and uh, you know, obviously, you'll be able to instant message with somebody directly. You'll also be able to have that same factor where you know, if if you don't want to talk to anybody, you know, you can just simply turn it off. You know, stop receiving messages and uh, that sort of nature as well. You know, how private is it going to be? Uh, it'll be very private. You'll have a, a pseudonym uh, that you can select. And, you know, that'll be your identifier, basically, for people to contact you should you share it. Um, but you can also change it uh, if, if you want. So there's there's no trail and there's no data stored. There's no metadata stored anywhere. 
Uh, and again, to mention, uh, with AES-256, the encryption level there is so advanced, it would take the best computers today 2,000 trillion years to correct this cryptography. That is insane. I can't imagine that there'd be any other more private software out there for that sake. So will this chat app have extended features that maybe you can't talk about today, maybe give us a teaser about, or will it be like, also another question I have, will any user of a wallet be able to communicate with all others? I think I can answer that second question. And basically, yeah, it'll be, you know, free access to anybody, you know, able to talk to whoever they want. Should they gain access to a user's username, if you will? Now, it's not going to be something you can just look up, like on Telegram. If you look up Bob, right, there might be a million Bobs to choose from. Um, you would need to have Bob's specific username in order to contact Bob. You know, however, uh, as I was mentioning, you'll also be able to uh, turn off contact between these two users. Um, and I don't mean that you'll be able to block their node. So if they wanted to send you coins, your node has now blacklisted them, so to speak, from interacting with the blockchain. That is not, a, that is not what we're talking about at all. This is just simply for the ghost chat protocol itself. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to ghost chat and to see how that goes. I think that that could be some innovative futuristic technology that gets used. And honestly, it could help with wallet downloads and usability, which is always a good thing. Now, when it comes to DeFi, does Ghost operate on any other layers like Ethereum or do you guys have a wrapped token or anything like that? We've been exploring wrapping Ghost on a few different blockchains for the past year now. And I think we're finishing up our research right now. Um, and we're, we're really setting our sights on this one specific blockchain that at this time I can't mention, but yeah, we understand the importance of uh, having that DeFi aspect and uh, all the usability that comes with DeFi. And so we're really excited to finalize our decision and get to work on developing that wrapping. That's great. I see lots of projects do it, and it seems today that it could be difficult to make a decision on what blockchain or network to use, especially with there's like 20 networks now or something like that that you can pick from with things like scalability and gas fees or usability or users onboarding, all those good things really makes it a tough decision to decide what network to use, I would imagine. Yeah, it's really tough to really hone in which which blockchain. You know, obviously in a perfect world we would, you know, we would select ETH. Not saying we're not selecting ETH, but for any project out there, the obvious choice is to bridge on Ethereum, uh, given its massive ecosystem and its massive uh, liquidity. Uh, but of course, Ethereum poses its own disadvantages, as you mentioned, scalability, and uh, now more notably, uh, a concerning level of centralization, I might add. Yeah, it's, it appears to me that the shift from proof of work to proof of stake is still up in the air as far as results and outcome of how things go there. 
but yeah, many people do say proof of stake is more centralized in that regard. Myself, I'm not sure how true that is. I think that as long as your network is well distributed, as far as people holding with proof of stake, then you're probably in a good position in that cryptocurrency. Now, would you guys ever consider building your own EVM clone or your own layer? Is that something that Ghost has ever thought about doing? I think we played around with it in the past before I was elected project director. I can't exactly remember what uh, that first team was really working on or playing around with. But uh, initially there was an ERC-20 version of Ghost, which served as a placeholder until mainnet was ready. You said first team kind of caught me there. Did you guys essentially have a community takeover after McAfee kind of going MIA? Uh, you know, takeover might be sort of a hostile word, but you know, it, the first team was there and those guys did great. You know, they, 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 they placed down the foundation layer and, and gave Ghost everything that it needed in order for it to survive and succeed into this day. And when I was really getting involved and voicing my opinions and, you know, kind of saying, hey, you know, let's, let's maybe try out going with this avenue or going in a different direction for whatever it may be, a community decision or a developmental decision, um, I started to gain some notoriety, if you will. Um, and, you know, the community caught eye of that very quickly. Uh, and at the same time, the original team, they were they're looking to move on to a different project. And it, it just kind of eased into a, a, a nice handoff, if you will. That goes with saying that there was a community vote to instill that to make sure, you know, this is what the community actually wanted. And this is what they thought would be in the best interest of the chain and in the community. So tell me, what is it about Dandelion that's so significant? So the case for Dandelion is, is you know, pretty, uh, how do I say this, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, because with, with the privacy tech that we already have, you know, it's like adding on another privacy layer is uh, almost like overkill. To go back from the beginning, I'll say this. So... Talking about Bitcoin, right? Whenever you broadcast a transaction or, or any blockchain that it is, doesn't have to be Bitcoin. Uh, whenever you broadcast a transaction, your IP address is also attached to that. Uh, now, depending on what blockchain you're using, right? Like if it's Ghost, Monero, Zcash, you have a privacy aspect attached to it as well. So you can easily hide the sender receiver and the amount that you're sending. Um, but again, the IP address is still going to be attached to that transaction if you're able to, you know, break through those privacy protocols and identify where that original uh, transaction was broadcasted from. Now, if somebody's able to do that, then you know they've they've done you know uh, everybody a, a huge favor, right? Zcash and and Monero and Ghost and everybody will be in awe if that ever happens, which I don't think that will ever happen. Um, but to gain a better understanding, um, as I was mentioning, you know, Bitcoin first started development on Dandelion back in 2017. And, and again, for some reason, the developers decided not to move forward with it. Um, 
but it, it was an attempt to improve its security. And, you know, as I was saying, when you, when you broadcast a transaction from a node, uh, it, it then goes through its propagation phase to other nodes uh, that are connected to, you know, various other nodes in your local network called peers. Uh, so then that transaction is subsequently sent through a chain reaction with all other nodes in the entire network. Uh, in layman's term, this is Bitcoin's gossip protocol. Uh, however, the origins of the IP address can still be mapped out, you know, by third-party observers. Uh, if you would like to employ, you know, like consensus uh, chain analysis, I'm sure they could help you out by that. So that's how, you know, that's how I mean by third-party observers. Um, so being able to map this out, uh, if they control enough nodes and gain enough traffic to filter out the obfuscation created by the nodes. Uh, these observers can effectively just map out the origin of the transaction by determining which node saw that transaction first. So the Dandelion protocol explicitly identified how a super node sort of relay traffic of all peer-to-peer -peer nodes and observe the patterns of transactions and how they spread over time. Uh, eventually, you know, this would reveal the source of the IP address. Uh, by creating a link to the IP address and the pseudonym of the sender, a third party can be de-anonymized and then further link transactions to that user. Dandelion++ differs from the original Dandelion protocol through its stem phase. So this is where you know, transactions are passed over and intertwined, you know, sort of like cables, if you will, uh, before diffusing the transactions to the network. Um, furthermore, <laughs> sorry, this is a lot. Uh, furthermore, these cables can be fragmented uh, but the protocol's intuition on selecting a node to propagate to is still confined in its local neighborhood. So if you're observing like a neighborhood from an aerial view, you'll see all these transactions coming from these nodes. And it's just all of the same transaction IPs. And it's just very difficult to attack one single node and say, hey, it's getting relayed from all this traffic over here and then being intertwined here. So the complexity is that being that it's confined to its local neighborhood, it's increasing that level of difficulty. And then of course we enter into the uh, fluff phase where it'll then further propagate out to other nodes and then gossip back and forth, almost like an echo chamber. Awesome, thank you for sharing. I don't have too many more questions for you, but I will ask you, where do we find out more about Ghost and how do we follow you? Uh, you know, we can go to our website, uh, which is right now ghostbyjohnmcafee.com. And uh, if I might add, it's now hosted on an IPFS. So we're, we're pretty excited about that. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, IPFS stands for an interplanetary filing system. Uh, basically decentralizes the website and uh, you know, kind of makes it impenetrable and uh, unable to be taken offline. Um, but enough of that. Uh, you can also check out our Medium uh, goes by McAfee, and that's the same for our Twitter handle. Um, please join our Telegram. We are most active there for news, announcements, community updates. And what is your Telegram at? The Ghost Telegram is going to be uh, at Ghost by McAfee as well. Awesome. Thank you, Tizzy. And if you'd like, we'd also like to follow you on Twitter if you have one. Do you want to share that with us? 
Uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's going to be at TizzyMandias. Thank you very much to um, have you on today. I, I fucked that up. <laughs> Thank you for joining. Restart. <laughs> yeah, I'm restarting now. <laughs> Thank you for joining the show today, Tizzy. It's a pleasure to be able to interview you and review Ghost Coin. I'm looking forward to ghost chat and to see how that goes and i think that for the privacy sake of cryptocurrency you guys have something cool going on and thanks again for your time hey man thanks for having me on this episode is sponsored by stakecube trade earn build stakecube is an all-in-one crypto ecosystem equipped with an exchange nft marketplace staking and more Join the future of finance while earning competitive APYs through multiple strategies across a wide range of crypto assets. With safety and efficiency in mind at StakeCube.net. Verify Crypto is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Information shared from the host or guests featured in this recording should not be viewed as investment or financial advice. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are considered as risky and speculative investments. If you're seeking investment or financial advice, find a licensed and professional financial advisor. Mm